Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Wednesday morning. Thanks for joining us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. Appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our service men and women out there taking care of us. And we haven't made this request in a while, but I will make it today. If you got, if you got a minute, if you got time to kill, if you got free time and you're listening to this podcast, which obviously... If you have free, you listen to this podcast, you got time to kill. Uh, give us a, a review, preferably a five star review. Again, remember our, 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 our rules. You could say whatever you want. All right. You can call me the biggest fat piece of crap in the world. You can say Robbie looks like a hippie. We don't care what's said in the review as long as it's five stars. Tell us we're the worst podcast that ever existed. So, so be it. Five stars. Just, just, you know. It'll be our little secret, our little wink, wink, nudge, nudge, as you were, okay? Say no more. So please make that happen if you can. Uh, appreciate our sponsors over at uh, Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way. The trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. Be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Hickory Flat. Uh, yes. Hickory Flat, which... Always makes me think of like Hoosiers. Yes, I, I get that. It's yeah. a very basketball centric area, mm-hmm. and uh, for whatever reason, it just feels like uh, you know a Hoosiers type. Yeah, yeah place I guess because well, you know the Hickory Hoos- the Hickory uh, was Hickory High School. So yeah, yeah. So there you go. There you go. All right. Well, wherever that, you are, that would be that would be fun if if Strangery was there. Hickory Brew sounds good to me. Chicory brew. They got the New Orleans style coffee down there. Ah. Ah, All right. Well, wherever you are in our great state, if you want strange brew coffee and you don't live in Starkville or Tupelo, get it shipped. Get it shipped right to your door. And with the holidays coming up, if you've got somebody who's a coffee lover in your life, strange brew is going to have great deals all holiday season from coffee, hot chocolate, mugs, everything. uh, The coffee, the coffee files. Isn't that the word? I think that's what the kids call them these days. Neat. Check them out. Strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. The coffee files. Yeah, you know, like audio files and video people who are files is like a word for you know, people like to do this one thing. Oh, really? I'm yeah. really out of touch. Yeah, there's 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 a very uh, popular well, popular might be the right word, but it's a well-known word that ends in files that, uh, you know, we don't like to talk about because those are bad people. They get on, they, yeah. they go on Dateline NBC a lot. Though. Well, there you go. See where I'm going. Let's have a seat right here. So anyway. <laughs> Those guys, are they all like long haired with like these beards and wearing like a hoodie? They're all they all look the same. Uh, <laughs> I should take I should like screenshot this and take a picture so people will know why that joke was so funny. Um, <laughs> he's saying I'm a he's saying I'm a pedophile, ladies and gentlemen, accusing me of being a pedophile. No, 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 no. 
I just say that people like who look like you tend to be pedophile. I don't have a much. You know what? You know what we gotta stop. We gotta stop all the silliness. We gotta stop all the the bickering. We can't have that. Can't. Have, that's not the recipe for a successful podcast. Uh, College Corner from CollegeCornerStore.com is the place to find maroon and white merchandise you can't find just anywhere else. And it's not just maroon and white too. You know, like I said, the holidays are coming up. If you got a rebel, an eagle, a tiger, uh, a crimson titer, whatever they are in your life, they got they got plenty of great stuff there as well. So check them out. CollegeCorner.com. CollegeCornerStore.com is the website, or they got two locations down there in the Jackson area. In Ridgeland by Fleet Feet and Floyd by the Half Shell. Check them out for this holiday season. College Corner. Humble Taco is Starville's best Mexican restaurant and Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. When you're looking for something different and something delicious, that's the place to go. Today is Wing Wednesday, which means you can try their awesome Mexican smoked wings, which are just really, to me, the one menu item they have that sort of encapsulates what they're talking about with that slogan. You know, everybody does smoked wings. Everybody loves smoked wings. But when you put that little Mexican twist on them, it elevates them to another level. So check those out next time you're there. Grab some chips and salsa. Grab some great tacos only at Humble Taco. Don't forget that it is First Responders Month at Firehouse Subs, which means you can donate money that goes directly to your community. In this state alone, they have been able to donate nearly $800,000. So, I mean, you, you talk about nationwide what they're doing. It's pretty incredible. All your, your donations go to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation. That's the group that provides the grants that the local communities are able to use for training, for, for new equipment, for everything that you need to keep your community safe. Please do that today. Still got a few days left here. In this. We've also got 12 days, 13 days left here in this month to make your uh, donation and to get a great sandwich. Location, Starville at Oxford, Columbus, Tupelo, Flowood, Madison. That is Firehouse Subs. I say that we answer all of our rumblings questions today in the most hateful manage, uh, way possible. Most visceral. Visceral. Way. I'm going to talk like this the whole show. Our first question is from Ford Polk, who said, what did state fans do to deserve this? You're all terrible <laughs> people. None of you are going to heaven. Was that, was that his question? Yes. <laughs> that was his question. Before... <clears throat> Brian Brian's using these overtones because people are there there is a portion They're losing of the fan base it. that are that are upset that we were critical of Mike Leach and the football team for what they did. And and let let's get this perfectly clear and out there right right away and then we'll get into questions. Me and Brian both like Mike Leach a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot. And if you've listened to the show for the past 6 weeks or 4 weeks or whatever it was where state was winning I mean, we couldn't have been more complimentary of the man yeah. for what he's been doing. So excuse us if we t- tell you the truth about what just happened in Lexington this past weekend and not lay your head on a pillow and tell you everything's going to be okay. Because be it, okay. Wasn't, it wasn't a good game. So if the game doesn't go well, you're probably going to have a bad day listening to, to TNL, unless you're a truther and you feel like you want, want the truth. So if the game goes well, you're going to have a great day. game goes bad. You're going to have a bad time. Okay. That's right. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know what you expected coming into Sunday after that, after what we saw on Saturday night. I will admit it's going to be good. I'll admit the punter thing was probably a little, little overkill. It was, it but, was. But, I'll, I'll give but, you that I, but 
we we settled that back down. Yeah. I told you that was ridiculous. And, and you and know what? I agree. I agree. That wasn't a that that was an overreaction. But everything else was right on 100% the money. Percent true. Yeah. Only I, one of your things was not true. Which one? The punter. Yeah. Okay. Also from Ford, is there any, are there any other teams you can think of that have a worse uniform color combination than Wyoming? White, yellow, and brown. I'm not a big uh, fa- fan of Florida A&M with the green and orange. I, mean, I get what they're trying to do there, but it doesn't look good. But Wyoming is probably the worst-looking uniform in college football. Um, that the is the same. I think, they ha- I think they pretty much have the same color scheme as the East Union Urchins. <laughs> oh, I'm so bad that I didn't know that. Yes, that, that is the worst color scheme can you make in us- high school sports. Can you make our uniforms look like we're a giant turd with like a streak of corn in it? Thanks. Thank. Oh, perfect. That's exactly what we were shooting for. Yeah, uh, that that is a bad color scheme. It is. All right, Ryan Nelson, my good friend. Where does Emmanuel Forbes rank among the other MSU cornerback greats? He's just in the discussion. You know, if you want to put together a Mount Rushmore of MSU cornerbacks, you could put Forbes on there right now and feel very confident in your decision. I would go. So we're going to say top four. Okay. So Banks, sure. Smoot, Harris, Walt Harris, and, and, and then Forbes. We're going to go Forbes. Forbes to me right now knocks out Robert Bean. The thing about Forbes is he's already set a school record yeah. in the middle of his junior season. Yeah, exactly. That's why he, you know, and, and when he gets the ball in his hands, he scores touchdowns. Yeah. T- he's a lot like Banks to me. Mm hmm. And that Banks just always seemed to make plays. Mm-hmm. He, might, be, he make might get plays. beat. He right. might get beat, but yeah, that's not a guy that you that you feel really comfortable throwing towards. No. Have you ever seen a co- other college football coach who has more of a revolving bandwagon than Mike Leach? It really is off and on with Mike Leach. Like one week everybody loves him, next week everybody's like, "What is this guy doing?" Yeah, and I know I've I've noticed that too. But I, I think it's just because. There's there's times where when he's win, when he's winning games and he's cracking these jokes and he's just kind of like an interesting character at times. Mm-hmm. It's like it's hard for people not to get around, not to not to want to be around that. Mm-hmm. And then when he's losing games, that stuff's the same thing that makes you laugh makes you mad. You know what I'm saying? Like some that's that's that stuff's not funny anymore because you lost the game. So it's like it, it's he's been he's pulling you in two different directions, and he's very he really is kind of a polarizing guy too as it is because he's got some pretty strong opinions, which I feel like you know we can be that way too. But I mean, anybody that has strong opinions is going to be kind of polarizing. Agreed, agreed. Uh, Colton Watson also wants to know why us. I mean, this is the life we've chosen, guys. This is you know. What did you expect when you when you walked into this? You're, you're, you're in too deep now. You're not getting out of I'm this. Not getting out. You, yeah. uh, is there something to be said about how up Kentucky seems to get for MSU every year? I mean, it's only at home. I th- you can up, say the same thing about State. The you can say the same thing about State. Exactly. State gets up for that game here at home because it's one <clears> you feel you can win. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a rivalry game. I mean, it's it's become your your east uh permanent over the years and 
when it goes back and forth like this, it's it's very much a rivalry game. I mean, it's basically Mississippi State's Ole Miss of the East. It, they didn't have the it didn't have the uh, the hatred that the Egg Bowl has, but you play each other the way that you do year in and year out. It's going to lend itself to being that way. Yeah. Uh, also from Colton, is it true that this is something that's we haven't talked about yet? Is it true that the hump at renovations might not finish on time for the first few home games? There is a ton, a ton of smoke around this that there were some structural issues that have been discovered or happened during the renovation and that is delayed it to the point where the start of the, the season being in Starkville is kind of in jeopardy. Have you heard anything concrete, no pun intended, about that? Yes, I have. I, I'm not sure where that started, where the season's in jeopardy of playing there or anything like that. I, mm-hmm. I have not heard anything about them not being able to play games there. The, right. uh, it's, it's, it's not going to be done uh, for sure. And there was a, a issue with the floor. They had to pull the floor up, and mm-hmm. they put in a temporary floor, but that's going to be ready. There's not going to be any issues with Mississippi State playing in the hump. I have not heard anything like that. I think it's going to be an active construction zone, but you're still going to be able to, to come to the game. But, yeah, it's, it, it seems to be behind schedule a little bit, but uh, it's, it's going to be fine. Uh, where are we here? Jacob Shumi, over under 200 passing yards for Will Rogers this weekend. How many do you have last year? I think he's going to have over 200. Let me see what Bama, Bama's going to play some man to man on some plays, and you know sure. they're going to they're going to they're going to be aggressive on some things. He threw for 300 last year. I, I'll say over. I'll say over. Yeah. And then it's a, also <clears throat> it's hard for me to believe he's gonna have two bad you know, games in a row. It could happen though. I mean, I don't think State's gonna blow up the scoreboard or anything, but I, I think he'll play a little better in this game. Also from Jacob, over under five hundred yards of total offense for Alabama. Now that I will definitely go over. If yes. Kentucky's gonna get four eighty, Alabama's gonna get five hundred for sure. Shoot, if if Arkansas with its third string quarterback, yeah, which yeah. Uh, you know, second string probably, but yeah. All right. Uh, some rumblings questions here from Micah Halfacre, who wants to know who would you like to see headline Rock Vegas 2023? Uh, I would probably want, and no offense to, to I'm not trying to, uh, to, to do Steve's job for him. I'm sure if he puts another concert together, it'll be fantastic and they'll do a great job just the same way he did this with this last one. Uh, but I would like to see it maybe like a little bit more modern act. Somebody who brings in like more of a student crowd. So that being said, Robbie, for me, I don't really know what the answer is because I don't know who's big in rock music right now. But that's the way I would look yeah. at it. Like we need to we need to get more of a student crowd and and bring in a, bring in a, an act like that. So who is somebody like that? I know you listen to more new music than I do. Sorry, I have a brownie in my mouth. Let's see again. Again, if we were taking bets on which member of Thunder and Lightning, which host would have a brownie in his mouth in the middle of the show and couldn't answer a question, I mean, I would be like a minus 1,000 favorite on that. This is, well, this is what happens when you schedule this show for lunch. It's always at lunch. This is when, I, this is when we do the show. It's also 121. That's a late lunch. 
Well, I've been busy. All right. Anyway, been also, argue, been uh, give me a, give me a rock band that's kind of new right now. He says as he takes another bite of the brownie. It must be a good brownie. I don't know. Okay, then. Move I on. don't. I mean, the new new rock is really not that. It doesn't really seem to be that popular. Yeah, you know, everybody's, right. everybody's trying, kind of in the, like the genre of like pop and electronic or whatever. We're just gonna get the first three guys off the FIFA 23 soundtrack, whoever they are, from alphabetical order. <clears throat> I mean, I would say go get Hardy, mm-hmm. but that's probably gonna be a lot of money, and and also people are getting angry that I'm. Hyping Hardy. Up, yes, so. I see that too. We got a, we got a lot of people hating on us this week. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Why don't you people just let us do what we want to do? Just let us be. Also from Micah, uh, OEC Japanese Express in Starkville was my go-to lunch spot while going to state. I have never eaten there. It's really good. What was your go-to lunch off-campus lunch spot in college? My answer would probably be Bulldog Deli. Yeah, that's a good one. I think it was gone by the time I was in college. Yeah, it was Peppers at that point. Um, gosh, what was my? The you know, other I always, would be, uh, I always went to, I always went to to Chick Fil A on campus or uh, Panda, like in yeah. the Union for lunch. So, like, I didn't really go off campus no, a whole lot okay. to eat lunch. I did the Blue Goose a lot too. I used to eat there a good bit. Blue Goose. Where was that? You would not have, yeah. It was it was on you know the the, the shopping center where, where uh, Papa John's is. Yeah, it was in there. It was a sandwich shop. Hmm, I, it's weird. I can't remember that. I, it closed I'm, like like early nine or like late nineties. Yeah, but I remember when like Smoothie King was over there. It's before Smoothie this King. Is, Smoothie King took that location. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe I just don't remember back that far in that yeah. area. It's cool. That should make uh, you feel real young. You know what? At this point, I just sort of go with it. Also, Micah says that, Robbie, you can say whatever you want on the show. I need to stop bullying you all the time. Do I bully you? Bullying? I feel like you bully no, you me don't, more. You don't bully me. I don't allow you to. Okay. You try. You try. I, mean, I, I, got, I could just mute you right here. Just two seconds. <laughs> Whenever I want. Uh, bad golfer Jay Whittington. I wouldn't just tell everybody I'm a bad golfer personally, Jay. Is it wrong for state fans to expect a nine of nine or ten win season three out of five years with a floor of seven? And if so, then what is the point of continuing to go to insignificant bowl games after so so seasons? If no, what do we have to do to get there slash change the culture? It is wrong to expect nine or ten wins three out of five years. I agree. I don't agree with that. <clears throat> uh, nine, maybe. Nine should be the ceiling. In your, I think you should in a five year span, and I've said this many times. You should have three years where you're between seven and nine. You have one year where things click and you get the right schedule and you elevate it to maybe ten, and then you're gonna have one year where you drop back to six, maybe five, just because you lose a lot of seniors, you lose a lot of leadership. Well, in one way, I would say that's kind of that's kind of settling. I, I think it's possible for Mississippi State to be a nine win type team every three years, nine to ten wins. I think it's possible. I think, I think it's it's it, it would require a lot to well, change. I mean, from Mississippi well, State. well, that's what and that's what I'm saying. Like, you're Which going is to the next have to question. Invest. What would have to change to make that happen? First off, money. You, a you lot start, of money. You need, you need a, a benefactor who's willing to pump money into the program. You need to be willing to use that money for the most important things: recruiting, both what you spend in recruiting here at the university, hiring recruiting staff the effort you put into recruiting, and then 
money needs to flow into the NIL. It needs to flow into the Bulldog Initiative to get players. And that, if you that, do those things, you got a chance. Yeah, I mean, that that's the biggest thing is for state to do that, they're going to have to invest more in recruiting. Mm-hmm. I don't think in its current state and the current roster how it is that you should you should expect to win 10 games every three years. Right. But it, I don't think it's impossible. I think Mississippi State's got a ways to go to get to that point. But I also don't think that you should just be like, well, you know, just be happy with seven wins and go into a bowl game. I, I, I'm kind of past that at this point. I, I, I would it's, say it's, no longer, it's, it's not, no longer difficult to go to a bowl game. I would say that you don't have to be happy. But, you know, it just kind of – I mean, it's sort of like saying, you know, I'm not a millionaire. Doesn't mean I'm, you know, I know I'm not a millionaire. I'm not, you know, I'm not happy that I'm not a millionaire. I would like to be a millionaire, but, you know, you got to take what you get in this life. And Mississippi State is not a program right now that's, that's anywhere close to being able to win nine, 10 games in a three, three out of five years. They're just not. To me, I, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I, but two, you should, you should want more than what you have. Well, that's, that's, but that's, like I said, that takes a lot a of sin. That's that's one of the commandments. Now you're coveting, being covet covetous over there. Well, then that, the, for that for for that, I would say you are no longer allowed to complain about losing to Kentucky and LSU on the road. Then, if you've if you've expected Mississippi State to win those games, I did. Then I didn't expect them to be the LSU. I didn't. You you were very upset on Sunday, as was I. I remember that Sunday show. I was like, what did y'all expect? I told you so. That's what that was what the Sunday show was. For LSU. Mad. Well, I'm talking about after Kentucky. And and you did and you brought up You're right. I, I had a hateful visceral response to that. You're not you're not wrong. Okay. All right. Uh Andrew Norwood says, just want to let you know that my two year old daughter will yell out thunder and lightning at the beginning of each episode. Andrew, if you had told us her our, her name, we would have yelled it out for you here right now. Uh, also, what is the most overused coach speak phrase in post game press conferences that you are tired of hearing? Just didn't execute. That's uh, consistency. Yeah. Not just, consistent enough. I don't want to. We just didn't execute. No. No. Sometimes the play calling is bad. You know, Jimbo says it all the We just didn't execute. Players were there. No. No. Plays were not there. Otherwise, you would have made them. Walking Bully asks Dan averaged 7.1 and 4.9. 7.1 wins, 4.9 losses over his nine seasons. If Leach averages seven and five, is that a success regardless of what his beast, his best season is? If Leach were to coach here for 10 years and average seven wins a year, that's pretty close to, to I would consider that successful. But you got to have some higher highs than he's had. Mullen had higher highs than Leach. Also, Mullen could beat Ole Miss. That's why people look at him differently. And he didn't lose to didn't anybody who's. <clears throat> until 2016. Yeah, it's just the, so, the, the he the he won every single game. There was no there was no real lows for right. Dan Mullen as far as like you lose and like until 2016 when he lost South Alabama, of course. But I mean that took six seven years to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, Mike Leach lost to to Memphis last year. Yeah. So uh, you know that yeah. I mean, if he if he's averaging seven or you know close to eight wins a season that's a success at mississippi state historically yeah it's just the and people i'm sure some other people ask about this later but you know people talking about well this is what we predicted coming the season nothing's changed 
it's how it's happening. We we have new evidence now that that says Mississippi State could have won those ball games if they had played better and they did not play well. So the way that they look in those games is what's disappointing, not just the fact that they lost. I agree. Agreed. Uh, TR, I have already seen a bunch of Christmas commercials on TV already. In your opinion, how long should the prison sentence be for the CEO of any company that has Christmas commercials before November 25th? I am I am a big fan of let's do the holidays in order. Let's not jump ahead. Christmas has plenty of time. You can keep Christmas in your heart year-round, as Scrooge taught us. But you don't have to put the tree up until December. Um, so, yeah, I'm not a big fan. I, I don't know if prison is the right thing, but they should have to issue a formal apology. I, I'm the biggest Christmas guy, I feel like, out there just whenever it happens. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm kind of the same way. I don't – I, I want to experience Thanksgiving because mm-hmm. we're not going to forget Thanksgiving exists when you have the kind of spread that you do on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to – I'm not going to jump Thanksgiving. Because I, I eat better at Thanksgiving than I do at Christmas sometimes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Christmas, yeah. The Christmas meal is always like an afterthought because for whatever reason, Thanksgiving is all about the meal. So that's what, on that's the, what the holiday is. It's about the on meal. Christmas, it's, it's, it's getting from one place to the next. Yeah. You know, you wake up oh, on Christmas morning when you have see, kids. See, I'm going to give you a piece of advice right here that my wife and I learned a little later in our having kids. Like I, Emily was born at this point. We stopped traveling for, for holidays. We told people, like, you want to see our kids? And we were the only ones who had babies at that point. We're like, you want to see them? You come to us. And that's what's happened. We don't go yeah, anywhere. Well, that's not going to work in our family. Like, in our, we go to our, sister, our <laughs> sister-in-law's house, like, on a, like a, maybe a week before Christmas, or sometimes a couple days after Christmas. But Christmas Day is at my house and has been for seven, eight years now. Yeah, I mean, it starts at our house, but we're oh, no. both of us are very big family Christmas people, so that's not going to happen. So you host, go, brother? You tell them they're coming. No, 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 no. You no, can't no, do no, it maybe no. right now without the new house. Well, but. well, I mean, here's the thing: my my Christmas from now until whenever it changes, the my mom's side, which is where we go, we don't we do not go to my my dad's side anymore. His parents stopped that uh, years ago. Um, so we just go pretty much to my mom's side. It's right across the street from where I'm moving. It's, it's literally where I'm living right now is yeah. where the Christmas is held. So it's, right. that's not a big deal. Not that big a deal. But we, like, we're it, all spread out. There's, there's no, there's no 10 minute drive to get to any of my family. or. Yeah. Her. We'll see. Like my mom's side was always huge Christmas people. Like we, we would drive from, from Texas when we live in Texas to Matheson, Mississippi to, to, I'm gonna, to Christmas. I'm going to crap then, on my brother-in-law in a second. Go ahead. And then my my wife's side, you know, she's she's a triplet, mm-hmm. and she has two other siblings along with that. So they have a big family. They have to have Christmas. We normally do these on different days, though. About we don't say, do yeah. it on the same day. We'll do like a Christmas Christmas Eve with somebody, maybe, or like maybe even the week before. So it's not that bad. But when I was a kid, it was pretty bad. I mean, waking up at like six a.m., us doing gifts. Then we go to Matheson. Then we go to no, we go to Eupora, and then we go to Matheson. So it was kind of a, it was crazy. So this started Thanksgiving. Ooh, I'm trying to remember. I mean, obviously the Egg Bowl wasn't on Thanksgiving, but uh, we were driving to Greenwood, which is where my my in laws live, that area. 
we're supposed to be there. I think they said they were going to try to eat at one, right? And my brother-in-law was hosting the dinner, him and his wife. We have a three-year-old and like a four-month-old, right? So we're trying to get there, but I mean, you know, you just don't know when you have kids that you're going to be able to leave on time. You got so we're maybe 20 minutes away at this point on 82, and we get a phone call. Where the hell are y'all? Oh. And we're like, we're we're almost there. Like, well, we're I mean, we're just gonna go ahead and start eating without y'all if you ain't here. They're like, okay. Okay. And Jennifer's like, we're not going. Like, we're not going. <laughs> Now I'm like, I'm not going to eat on Thanksgiving Day. So her sister, very kindly, she left too because she was he was raising such a stink. We went over to her house and we fit, we put something together. And that was the time we were like, we will never travel again. Like, you're coming to our house if you want to see us. That sounded, that sounded very... Uh, it was very contentious for a while. There, volatile yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's why, like, we do Thanksgiving now. Like, I get up around six to do the turkey. You cook it, let it cook for three hours, and then I, I my my system is you let it cook, rest as long as you let it cook. That helps it really get juicy. The juices, the juices, and then you know, like we tell people, like we have when we have Thanksgiving, we have our family, which is the four of us, and then usually we have a couple of Jennifer's friends, and then what I like to do is the the younger guys here who can't, who I know we have the egg bowl. So a lot of them can't make it back home for Thanksgiving. I invite them over. Like last yeah. year, John and Theo came over and had dinner with us. <clears throat> and I just tell them, like, we're going to try to have it going around one, maybe two, but we'll call you. I'll text you and say, hey, start making your way over here. I don't put any time frame on. I let it happen. When it happens, when it happens. When everything's cooked, let's eat. That's how I do it. Very stress-free. Well, there you go. There you go. All right, let's move on into the rest of the show. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. Perhaps you should have beef for Thanksgiving. That is an underrated beef on Thanksgiving. Underrated. We did a smoked. We did out of the ground. We did the turkey and other stuff too. We did a smoked prime rib one year. Oh, you're doing pretty good if you're having prime rib on Thanksgiving. I'm telling you, beef on Thanksgiving is an underrated uh, idea. Don't 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 sleep on it. But of course, any day you want to throw some beef out on the grill or cook it up for your family is a good. Day to head over to the grocery store, head to your butcher shop, and pick up some beef. Not only are you making a great meal for your family, you're helping out 15,000 of your fellow Mississippians who are beef producers doing over a half billion dollars a year worth of agribusiness in this state. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. That's the place to find smoked southern soul food. I need to get back over to Two Brothers. It's been a few weeks since I've been there. I just need... Every now and then, I just got to, you know, like, I'm like a, I'm like a cell phone, right? And you see the battery sort of dwindling down and dwindling down. I have that if I don't get smoked wings enough. You know what? My, my dad called me mm-hmm. before, just before I got on with you. And he said, you know, I said hello. And he was like, you know what I really like right now? Some pork belly tacos. Like, unprovoked. Just if you, hopped in there like, and I'm you were just, I bet you were thinking, if I wasn't committed to doing this show right now, I, let's get in the car and go. Absolutely. I told him, me too, Dad. Me too. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe tonight then. But wherever you go in Starkville, Two Brothers is always going to be looming over that because it's such a great place to go. Head over to Two Brothers. Grab a spot. Cool. Cold even tonight. 
So maybe you want to, you know, if you're going to sit outside, hey, they got the heaters, big heaters up on the uh, the front porch there. You won't even notice that it's cold. And then, of course, get some great food and a great time at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Advantage Business Systems makes it really easy for you. Great products, great service. But, Brian, everybody offers that. Well, they <laughs> offer it. They say they have it. Who delivers them? I, I, I feel pretty confident telling you a business that's been open for 47 years is getting the job done. So when you need new technology for your business, you call Advantage Business Systems. And when you need service on those products, call Advantage Business Systems. You're not talking to a call center. You're not talking to somebody who has no idea who you are. You're talking to somebody who, who made the sale for you in a lot of instances. That's the difference between being a neighbor and being a number. Call Advantage Business Systems at 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Guys, we've been talking about logos and stuff and 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 outerwear for, for a while now in the Mississippi State fan base. And it's great to see a lot of these great clothing stores putting out some their, their own products and getting away from the three-stripe life tyranny, if you will. And the Rogue is the best of the bunch. Their collegiate collection has the best-looking polos and quarter zips that I have seen. Fantastic uh, materials, fantastic providers, and the logos that you want. The M over S, the state script, the, uh, the, the walking bully, and they've got some more stuff coming for the holidays. So head down to Jackson, shop at the Rogue, or shop online at therogue.com and check out their collegiate collections. Let's leave the three-stripe life behind. Let's shop at the Rogue. Uh, David Gilliand, Gil, boy, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Gilliland. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's Gilliland. Just Gilliland? I'm pretty sure he might pronounce his differently, but the people that I know with that same last name is Gilliland. All right. We'll go with it. Long time listener. First time rumber. Welcome. I truly believe. Hey, th- maybe this is one of those guys that you mentioned. You would like to have a, a brand new group of rumblers at one point. I talked about that. We talked about that off the air, but I'll bring it up. We're not going to do it anytime soon. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. No, I want to do one show, one rumblings where if you've ever asked a question before, you can't ask a question. I want to I want to see how many people are willing to step up and give us some new some new blood. You just want a day off is what you want. That's what you that's what you're looking for. Here's the thing, buddy. If I want a day off, I'll just take one. I'll just take I know. We, like we're not doing a podcast that. today. You've done that before for yeah. like two straight weeks. Yeah. Oh, by the way, heads up on Thursday, we're going to have to record late. Just so, just thinking that. Just letting you know right now. How do you do this to me? I got to go get my mom, man. I got to come up here. Okay. And then we got stuff to do. All right. Anyway, let's get to David's question. Uh, 2018 could have been a special year if Mullen hadn't decided to get greedy. What's keeping us from getting over that hump? Coach, money, talent, facilities, baseball national championship curse? What is it? Well, it can't be the baseball national championship curse because that just happened. Um, in 2018, the answer is coach. As simple as that. J- J- I mean, that that team, I've said this before, that team hit its floor. Eight and five was the absolute worst it could have done with that defense. Again, if Mississippi State had scored 28 points in every game last that year, or 29 points in every game that year, which is not a lot of points, they would have gone undefeated. And I, I was thinking about that the other day. Like, if you remember that that stretch – Mm-hmm. Where state lost to Kentucky and Florida, yeah, we were all just screaming about Joe Moorhead just trying to fit mm-hmm. Nick Fitzgerald and 
into this round and hole. And just like run the ball, man. Just run yeah, the ball. You just I mean state state scored 13 points against Kentucky in that game. 7. Um, 7. Not 13. 7. 7. They scored Yeah, you're right. You're right. 28-7 um, was the final. Yeah, so they scored one touchdown and that That's was the most points game. they gave up all year. 28. That was a game until the fourth quarter, fourth quarter. when Kentucky ran away. So state had plenty of chances. You d- you do what you're supposed to do with Nick Fitzgerald in that mm-hmm. game, and then the Florida game. They the pouring week down after. rain, and they just kept throwing it. I think Colin but, Hill had like six carries, and they just let Josh Allen just eat Greg Allen's eat lunch alive. So Dan Mullen's running the read in that game, and he's probably passing it maybe like six times. Yeah. So I think they beat Kentucky. every time Allen crashes down on Fitzgerald. He just handed it off to Kylan Hill for ten yards. Harris yeah. Williams for ten yards. I think they beat Kentucky and Florida. I think they I, they, they, they might still lose. You think they beat LSU? LSU's they lost that game 19-6. to six. The LSU had one touchdown in that game, and it was on a three-yard drive after an interception. Fitzgerald yeah. threw four picks in that game. First he possession. Would have never been put in that position under Mullen. They would just run the football on them all night. So if that's the case, they lose. They're 11-1. One, one game? Yeah, I mean they're competing for the college football playoffs. I really think they would have gone eleven and one with Mullen. No worse than ten and two. Maybe LSU. Maybe maybe Kentucky. Kentucky was a decent team that year. They had Benny Snell. They won ten games, but they're no worse than ten and two. No question about it in my brain. So, and I bet I bet some of the same people that are mad about the comments and Mike Leach were mm-hmm. were mad at people for commenting about Jeff Moorhead, Jeff Moorhead that early. So to answer David's question though, so in year one, it was talent or his coach. But you, since then, money, talent, those are those are the reasons. I mean, State just doesn't have the same talent that other teams have. Just that's, that's right. Uh, let's see here. Our next question. We got a, a wrestling three pack here from our buddy Brian McDuff. When are Bucks in the when are the Bucks and Omega coming back? Full gear? Seems right. Bring them back in a pay-per-view. Are they like suspended right now? They're still like, suspended, what's... yeah. Okay. As is punk technically. So if Adam Cole he's gonna be comes back. back, how huge will the pop be for him? Could it be that he could he be the perfect foil for MJF? Both heels that blur the line. MJF versus Adam Cole would have my attention. Be a good feud. I feel bad for Adam Cole in that the setup was there to have the elite versus the undisputed era, and then Bobby Fish just went off the rails. Yeah, but and Kyle O'Reilly when he gets back, I don't know what they're going to do. They need a third guy there. I don't think Roderick Strong's coming, so I don't know what they do. So what what is Fish gonna do? So you gonna go back? Fish to... is an impact now and getting booed and getting and nobody likes him. So he's he's kind of boring. I mean, he was what the is third he... guy. I mean, he was like you needed him to make the trio, but nobody cared about Bobby Fish. Everybody cared about O'Reilly and Cole. So um, also, you have Rick Duff. Are you getting Moxley fatigue as well? No. I feel like Moxley is the top guy right now. Um, I wouldn't mind if he lost to Hangman Page tomorrow night or tonight as you're listening. But I think they're going to let Moxley lose to MJF at, at or, or lose. Yeah, he'll lose to MJF at full gear. And then he'll go, they'll, they'll, they'll find another spot with him in the, in there. They'll, they'll fit. But he's a guy you can, he's, he's reliable. That's why they like him right now. Yeah. All right. Uh, Rob Hadaway, please rank these Kentucky road losses of the century of this century. 2003 led 17-0, lost 42-17. 2005, only I saw this, forgot to play Norwood in the second and third quarters. Also, Norwood broke the career rushing record. Oh. Yeah. 
Lost, I think they lost by six in that game. 2016, Peter Sermon. 2018, Joe Moorhead. 2020, scored two points. 2022, we all know what happened there. In terms of three is pretty bad to give up 42 unanswered points. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna rank these in terms of what's the worst. So number one is the worst one, right? I'm gonna go 2020 is the worst one. Yeah. Okay. That game was brutal. This that game was so just painful brutal to watch. 20 2003 should be that's it. I I I Terrible loss in the way that it happened. I still don't understand how Jarrett Lorenzen can be throwing a football, get sacked, the ball goes out of the back of the end zone, and it's neither a touchdown nor a safety. They just called it an incomplete pass that went out the back of the end zone. Back then, there was there was a whole lot of questionable yeah. officiating calls. Well, that team went two and ten, Robbie. How, I mean, I don't know what we expected of it. I'm gonna go. This is my rankings. I'll just I'll just spit them out here. 22, 18, 16. I'm sorry, 20 is for number one. 20, 16, 18, 03, 22, 05. Worse for me. All right. Rob Hadaway, please rank these entertaining Facebook after effects of Alabama loss. Their fans blaming the ref. Their fans waxing eloquent about how even though they lost, if they played to their potential, they would have won. Their fans playing the what has your team ever won card with fans of other teams who are delighting in the Bama loss and a fourth submission from his wife. When your team beats Alabama, you rush the field and tear down your goalpost. We beat you. It's just another Saturday. Um, All those are fantastic. The number one is the Alabama fans complaining about the refs. That is just unbelievable. Twenty. They had a two-year stretch. They went 20-plus games. Without being called for holding, one I time saw, I saw touchdown Alabama was upset. Yeah, oh, they, they, they said they think the referee was celebrating after a touchdown because he like he pumped his fist or something. Did you yeah. see this? That was that was ridiculous. I mean, it's incredible. So I'm putting that at number one. The when your team beats Alabama thing is so dumb. You know what that says to me? That you don't have any joy, guys. That there's just no joy in college football for you. It's just. You know, we'll play two games that matter at the end of the year, and that's it. That's all we care about. I mean, what's the point? It's it's there's no fun in that. So I'm ranking that. Uh, if they play their potential, I'm going to go with what has your team ever won? Because there are people who can like, well, if you're a Georgia fan, go like, oh, I know what we won. <laughs> we beat you last year for the national championship. So yes. That's how we're doing that. All right. And then uh last one from Rob. This one's for you, Robbie. Why do you pronounce Reese's the way you do when there's decades of television commercials that demonstrate the correct pronunciation rhymes with pieces? It's Reese's pieces. You say Reese's. Here's my question, Rob. Mm-hmm. Who cares? <laughs> who who cares? All righty then. Why are you the way that you are, Rob? Uh, Jeremy Murdoch asked, Thunder and Lightning is the perfect name for a state podcast. It really is. I won't lie. Uh, what are some other names listed as potential candidates when you transition from the B&B show? I didn't really, like when this, when we, when Bob left and I was thinking, what am I going to change the name to? I, I, I could not land on an idea that I really liked. I was just like, what is something that would work? 
And then one day I was just like, all right, so what are something like, what are some iconic Mississippi State related things? And, and Thunder and Lightning popped in my head. I was like, oh, perfect. Especially with Joel coming in at that point, who is probably for baseball, the biggest fan slash, I thought he was the best guy on the beat at that time for baseball. So I was like, this perfect. Thunder and Lightning. And he liked it, and I liked it, and Bob Carscadden liked it too. So there you go. Yeah, it worked. It worked. It still works. All right. Uh, Kurt, percentage that Zach Arnett will be back for 2023. He ain't going nowhere, I don't think. I think, I think he'll be right here, 2023. So I'll say 90. You in? Yep. All right. I don't, I mean, unless he gets fired, which he's not going to get fired, I don't, I'm not sure where he's going to go. I don't see him getting a bigger job because it's, there's been nothing this year that's been overly impressive about the defense outside of big plays that right. they've made. Right. Giving up a ton of yards. I think the luster's off a little bit, but mm-hmm. I still think he's a good defensive coordinator and State can still succeed with him. Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's see here. Over-under for the Alabama game. Well, let's see what it's listed as. Uh, the over-under for Mississippi State-Alabama is... 60 and a half. I would take the under on that because 60 and a half seems to, I don't think Alabama's scoring 60 and a half point or 60 points. And, you know, we're, we're, I don't think it's going to be a 40 to 20 kind of game. So, yeah. So we're going the under. We're going under, wouldn't you? Yeah. I think it's going to be, I mean, I think it's going to be like, like 45, like 40 to 45 to, to like six. Yeah. 45 to nine. Yeah. One and a I half touchdown. Pat. Oh, I'm sorry. We, I, I read this wrong. It doesn't matter. He had a couple of over-unders for us in this one. So, one and a half touchdown passes by Will Rogers. Under. I don't think State will get in the end zone. Until they do, I, I'm not predicting a touchdown. No. One half, .5 interceptions by him. Does State get a pick in this game is basically what he's asking. I think they can. Possibly. Yeah. I was yeah, I think, yeah. I think th- this team forces turnovers. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Strickland asked, if you could have the ability to master one entree, side, or dessert, what would it be? Every time it's perfect and tastes like the best you've ever had. So here's my Some kind of pie. That's what I was, exactly what I was thinking, Robbie. That like I feel like I'm already a pretty good cook when it comes to like meats and, and starters. And I, I can do those things, right? I, I can't make dessert. I can't. Like I, I, I want to master the I want to master the uh meringue. Meringue like, I want cheesecake. I want, yeah, cheesecake. My wife's really good at cheesecakes. She is. She is. I've had her cheesecakes. Delicious. And my friend Alex Watson makes me a cheesecake every year on my birthday because she's a sweet lady. But I would love to be able to make cheesecake. I love cheesecake. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's dessert is definitely the way I would go. Uh, my man, Tyler Jones, who I once defeated in a wing eating contest. I have to bring it up every time he asks this question. <laughs> Uh, what's the most challenging thing you've attempted to cook on the Weber kettle? How did it turn out? And did you figure out a way to make it work? <sighs> I haven't ever tried to do a brisket on the kettle. And I feel like that would be the guy. That's just such an investment in time and everything else. Um, pork butts are relative, are surprisingly easy to do on the kettle. If you do the snake method, it, it, it's almost foolproof. Um, so like, what has been different, difficult to do? <sighs> I mean, if you have a good recipe, it's everything can be it can be pretty easy. You know, like if you watch a video and you get the techniques down, you know, it's it's not it's not tough. Um, 
So I don't know. I don't know what the, the, the answer would be. Might be it might be something like a steak. Just because you can, you know, with something you're cooking for like six, seven hours, you got a lot of you got a lot of wiggle room there. A steak, that thing can be messed up in 30 seconds. So yeah. that might yeah, be you easy. gotta you gotta be very careful with a steak now. Yeah. You can't turn your back. You know, you gotta mm-hmm. flip it when you're supposed to flip it and things like that. So yeah. Broken Fairchild, if Mike Leach isn't the coach to take us to the next level, do you think State has the resources to get a coach that will take us to the next level? I think so. I mean, I think if Mississippi State hired, just for example, a Kirby Smart, State has enough resources to do things the way he would want to do them. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah. It's just a question of could he recruit talent to come to Mississippi State the way he does to bring to Georgia? This is different. It would have to be, you know, uh, he would have to put all of the recruiting stuff in the hands of the underneath guys. And then the state would have to invest in a staff underneath, which they have a little bit. We've they've they've added some guys that have that have helped out as far as the recruiting department is concerned. But it would have to be, you know, a major shift in the program in recruiting the transfer portal, use, utilizing NIL, and things like that. Uh, because right now, I just I don't think that he's willing to go all in on the NIL situation, mm-hmm. uh, really promote that, uh, go all in on the transfer portal and stuff like that to really move the needle uh, in, in this day and age. It's just not his style. He doesn't, he doesn't want to deal with it. He thinks he can win this way with developing players and things like that. I, I have my doubts on that moving forward whenever you're facing off with teams like um, in your division like Ole Miss and Alabama and Auburn and people like that that are embracing this. You, you've got to embrace it at this, at this stage, and I don't know if he's willing to do that. I agree. I agree 100%. Also from Brogan, what wrestlers would you pay $100 to see in their, in your prim, in their prime? Robbie, we paid a hundred dollars to sit ringside at the AEW show we went to. So I paid a lot more than that to go to I mean, SummerSlam and WrestleMania. And those are sitting not not in great not ringside or anything like that. So yeah, I mean a hundred dollars. Hell, I'd be to see Flair and Steamboat wrestle. Sure, why not? Yeah, heck yeah. If Hogan and Andre, I could have paid a hundred dollars. Sure. I mean, I would have paid five hundred to see that card that uh, was sent to us yesterday. That was incredible. Incredible. Dalton Lee, what is a random movie slash show opinion that you're willing to die on a hill for? Hmm. Uh, I mean, I believe that that uh, Game of Thrones, the way it ended, was terrible, and there's no getting me off of that. See, and I'm on the I'm on the opposite side of that. Like I I'm on the not not that it was it ended terrible. I'm, I agree with you, mm-hmm. but the people that I think you kind of fall in that department that are just dismissing Game of Thrones completely mm-hmm. and won't even watch House of the Dragon because of I it. I haven't watched it yet. I, I'm, the, I, I'm willing to die on the hill that Game of Thrones was good enough for me mm-hmm. that I'm not going to be upset about the way that it ended. Okay. I thought it was. I thought the show was incredible as mm-hmm. a whole. And the I'm first not seven that, seasons are the some of the best television. Ever. Yeah, so I'm not I'm not going to let the the end dim, diminish that, and yeah. it certainly hadn't deterred me away from House of the Dragon, which has been unbelievable. I, need, I guess I need to watch it. Um, I, I understand gonna, your skepticism there because I know where I know what place you're coming from here. Yeah, I'm not good. It's, it's very good. So, that, so that's probably mine. Yeah. Um, 
Jay Henry, hey guys, why are people asking for Leach to be fired for Deion Sanders? He's doing great at the JSU. How do you think he'd fare in the SEC? I think Deion Sanders is a good coach. I think I think he would be successful in the SEC. I know he would recruit well. Um, and I think he's smart enough to know that he needs to surround himself. And I think, you know, if you gave Deion Sanders an SEC budget to hire assistants, good assistants would want to come here and, and work for him. Yeah, I think that I think that Dion's going to be a good coach wherever he goes. I mean, you could do a lot worse at Mississippi State than hiring Dion Sanders. I can tell you that because he's he's that outside the box kind of stuff that John Cohen talks about. And I'm not saying fire Leach. I'm just saying in this hypothetical situation here, State would I think really make some waves hiring a guy like that. You're going to win some recruiting battles. You're going to make some waves on the recruiting trail there. And I don't think he's a bad coach. I mean, he's obviously doing something right because they're destroying every single team they play. And Jackson State hasn't been good in years. So, I mean, he seems to be getting the job done leading the program. I think we're going to see him in the Power Five soon. I agree. It would shock me if if he stays at Jackson State for a long period of time. Uh, but I mean, I haven't said that. I mean, he's he's kind of made a point of trying to you know make a difference in the swag mm-hmm. and, and things like that. And he don't need the money, right? He so did say that. Tell him, but it, he did an interview with a uh, sixty minutes the other day, which was a very good interview. You should definitely check it out. And he says that you know if I get a Power Five offer, I'd be foolish not to listen to it. But he's yeah. gonna, you know he's, he didn't say I'd be foolish not to jump on it. He said you know he's gonna have to listen. My guess is that if his alma mater calls him, if Florida State calls him, he'll come. Yeah, I could see that. And there are other jobs, obviously, that he would take as well. But I, yeah. he's in a position where he can wait, man. Because like you said, money's not an issue for him. He's not trying to build his fortune. He's already got that. So it's just a question. He can sit there in Jackson State, and he could wait on – he could outweigh Nick Saban if he wanted to. And see, I mean, and at the end of the day, if he puts up – let's say Saban retires five years from now, right? And let's say Deion Sanders – in that time frame, wins 50-plus games at Jackson State. So his record as the Jackson State head coach is something like 72-7 and seven or something like that, right? <coughs> it's not even a risk at that point. If his name wasn't Deion Sanders, you'd be like, that guy is available? Go get him. So... I think I think Sanders can. He's going to afford. He's going to wait it out and get the right job. He's not going to take the first job that they offered him, unless it's his alma mater. If Florida, if Florida State continues to struggle this year and they fire Norvell and they go after Dion, he would go. I think. Yeah. All right. Uh, Sheldon Nation. Simple question: Are Leach's teams mentally tough? I mean, I. I don't think you can be, say a team that came back from a twenty-eight-three deficit on the road. Isn't mentally tough. Yeah. Yeah. I I just think that they, you know, mentally, I I think for the most part, they're they're a tough team, but for whatever reason, they're just not playing well on the road when things start to go badly. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think he really is telling the truth when he says they're, and it's not just Coach Big, when he says they're just not consistent. It really does feel like they're just they're just that inconsistent, mm-hmm. and that that might be more of a that might be more of a thing than not being tough enough. I agree. 
Jay in Baltimore asks us, do you have any change the mojo habits whenever you were st- watching state play on television and things aren't going well? I will change up my seating situation to walk away and get updates from your Twitter posts waiting for the good news. Um, when I'm watching, I can't, my team, I can't follow on Twitter. No, I don't. I try not to. If I'm not um, there. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I won't ever move if things are going well. I'll say that. I, and I give an example. Game 7, 2014 World Series. I was going to sit out in the living room and watch the game. And my wife was watching TV. Then she's like, no, you can watch it in the bedroom. Like, I'm watching TV up here tonight. I was like, okay. So I went in the bedroom and started watching the game. Well, then about 9 o'clock, she comes in the bedroom. She's ready to go to bed. I'm like, well, you can sleep on my side of the bed because I'm not moving from this spot. The Giants are winning. I'm not I'm not budging. And she got mad at me. I was like, it's your fault. You told me to come in here. You knew that if the if things were going well, I would not move. I'm a statue. So she slept on the couch. And I watched the Giants win game seven of the World Series. Totally worked. Uh, that I don't think would fly well in my house, but uh, you, gotta, you gotta have hand. See that? That's where the power lies. There you go. The Saul Man asks us, besides the obvious answer of bully, who is your favorite mascot in any sport? Uh, I, for college, Mike the Tiger is probably my, my favorite. because The live tiger. I mean, you can't beat that. Yeah, it's, it's hard to top an actual tiger. Yeah. Which I tried to see him in his little habitat area at, at uh-huh. LSU this year. was very disappointed he was like asleep or something. Yeah. I mean, big they have like an actual easy, zoo out there. Yeah, when they're when they're not killing stuff, big cats are just sleeping. They really are. Yeah. I think there's like a pro mascot where I'm like that. That's a good mascot. I like Blue the uh, the Colts mascot just because his TikToks are funny. He puts he he pie faces people. It's funny. <laughs> um, and I got a kick out of the uh, blooper the uh, the Braves mascot this year making fun of uh of the the Dodgers and their 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 world their bubble world championship. There you go. Any any for you? I don't really, you know, favor any mascots over the, uh, over in, uh, others. I mean, I I like I tend to like the live mascots. the The mascots that ha- that wear the mascot heads and they have an actual person's body, yeah, underneath is weird not, to not me. Not a fan. Okay. The Kansas State mascot, like the Wildcat, that's like a dude wearing a jersey, but he has a Mm-hmm. Uh, the mascot head on is very strange to me. I got you. All right. Uh, Justin Holiday, can we start making the podcast and include the recruiting song explicit so I know when to expect further hearing damage? What? He doesn't like your song. You don't like the Cruton song? Get out of here. Everybody loves the Cruton song. Come on. Uh, also from Justin, when Dan was, I guess this is something we were just talking about. When Dan was head coach, seven and eight wins and a bowl game were perfectly acceptable. What changed to that to where the same outcome with Leach and the fan base wants to fire him? Again, that's that, a huge mis, misstatement there. That's not true. Minus the that, Egg Bowl, I feel that Leach has been better than Mullen. Well, first off, minus the Egg Bowl is a huge, huge piece. And secondly, he's not. Yeah, he hasn't been better than Mullen. He's barely he's a win above five hundred. He right. won four games in his Mullen, first year. Mullen won he, nine games in year two and finished in the top fifteen. Yeah, that, and that's not even close. He won seven games last year. He's right now it looks like he's gonna win seven games if he if he has a if if you know they pull off the win at Ole Miss, he'll have eight and maybe a bowl game. If he does that, then he'll be able to get 
to what Mullen did in year two. So yeah. I no, in no way has Leach been better than Mullen at this point. Yeah. It, he's he's been better against top twenty five teams. I'll mm-hmm. I'll agree to that. But uh, the rest of it, no. And people also have a very short memory of how the fans were reacting to Dan Mullen many of these years. Yeah. Uh, fans were not just completely happy with everything Dan Mullen was doing. I mean, there was there were complaints just like you're seeing right now. Agree. All right. Uh, where are we here? Uh, Jeff Hart, what happened to the Thursday night SEC games? Couldn't they move the Saturday mid-afternoon game back to Thursday night? That's a really easy question to answer. The NFL happened. The NFL decided yeah. they wanted Thursday nights, so they put a game there, and no major college program is going to go up against that, hardly or, or hardly at all. And somehow the NFL's, who, who I think has had a better pro- product, I know you disagree, but I, th- I feel like the NFL games have been more fun to watch on the whole than college in the past couple of years. They have put some of the worst football games I've ever seen on Thursday nights the last four weeks. These Thursday night games are just god-awful. And the Thursday night games that we used to see in the SEC were great. Were awesome. Yeah. I wish Saints we had on more Thursday night this week. Can't wait to see that. Oh, God. Who Saints are they Cardinals. Ugh. It's going to be a nasty game. If it's on Thursday night, it's guaranteed. Every primetime game is – Almost every single primetime game this year has been bad. It's almost like maybe these NFL guys who beat the crap out of each other on Sundays need longer than three days to get back at it. There might be something to that, honestly. Oh, there's definitely the, something to that. The Sunday games, to me, are, are really good. The Sunday games are fine. It's the Thursday game, but, oh, well. Uh, Jeff Chancellor wants to know, Mike Leach doesn't seem to care about MSU or the fans. I don't know if that's true. He seems more concerned about proving his air raid is successful rather than wins and losses. Do you think this will lead to his undoing? Do you feel Spurrier Jr. could be a potential replacement? I'll answer the second question first, no. Mississippi State's not going to hire a first-time head coach, I don't think. Or if they do, well, they might, but it's going to be somebody who's been a legitimate offensive or defensive coordinator. Yeah, as they should. Somebody who has called plays. Yeah, because they, they can't miss on the next guy. If Mike right. Leach doesn't work out, right? you can't have th- three bad hires in a row, which I'm not saying Leach is a bad hire, but if he doesn't work out and he gets fired, yeah, that's what that is. And then to answer the first question, will this lead to his undoing? Well, I mean, if if it's obvious the offense isn't working and he continues to not tweak it, then yeah. But I think that he has made some tweaks this year that have been successful. I think he will continue to do so. Yep. All right, Alexandra Watson. Why is it M over S? If you wrote it down, wouldn't you write the M first and then put the S on top? Well, yeah, but it's Mississippi State, so it has to be the M first. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Simple enough. This next question will blow your mind, though. I was, this is a good question. Is macaroni and cheese referred to as MAC because it's short for macaroni or because it's an acronym for macaroni and cheese? I have never considered that it's an acronym for macaroni and cheese. MAC. Yeah. Some of these things just, I, I don't know where they come from, but it, it makes you think. It does. I don't know if I don't know the answer, but that's an interesting, uh, interesting question. But I mean, it's got a. You know, I think it's because it's just short for Mac for macaroni. Yeah. 
Because, but, I mean, macaroni had to come from somewhere. Well, I mean, it's so, Italian. But I'm saying, like, Mac, macaroni didn't come from the, the acronym MAC. Right, right, right. So macaroni and cheese is literally macaroni and cheese. Right. So Mac is just shortening it. But now I'm going to think of it that way, probably the rest of my yeah, life. Yeah, I'm going to, I will consider it for the rest of my life. It's like when you see these, uh, these things on TikTok, like these hacks, like how you've been supposed to yes. be doing things the yes. entire time. Like, I'm an idiot. Yeah. Like, I'm supposed to put the straw in this way. Like, what? Yeah. The Chick fil A, uh, the thing where you like, put the sauce in, you put the tray on top of the drink and put the, the, the straw yes. through the tray. Like, Never Who's considered the first that. one that thought of that, and, and like never considered it. Just genius, just genius. All right, uh, David Wilson with four seconds left in the first half after Kentucky's field goal. Why would someone on the coaching staff not tell Tulu to return the kickoff no matter what? Instead, we let it go three yards deep in the end zone for a touchback. Little or no risk for high potential potential high reward. It's a good point. Not a terrible idea to say, "Hey, go get the kick." Doesn't matter where it is. Yeah, but you know. At the same time, there is the he could fumble it. Something could happen. You, you know. don't want to take a chance right there. Yeah, you don't take the chance. Ah, uh, the ginger beard man. Which was more likely? Mike Leach was hired to win championships, or B, Mike Leach was hired to bring a fun offensive scheme to Starkville. If you answered A, who would you replace him with realistically? I certainly don't think Mike Leach was brought to start brought to Mississippi State because it's it's fun. The hair rate is fun. It's not, it's not fun to be honest with you, but that no, that's that's not it. So he was obviously brought here to win championships. Who would you replace him with? I mean, I would have to sit down and really think. Like it, just, it would, it would just depend on the the time frame when it happened. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard, It's so hard to to say without having any kind of information of who's available. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be somebody whenever whenever he finally retires or whatever happens. It could be somebody that's not even in the spotlight right now that becomes available or something, you know. Yeah. But you, you would have to nail it, whoever it is. Yeah. Uh, Wade Jones, our good friend, wants to know, do you know what year the Highway Patrol Station in Starville moved to its current location? Hint, it was long before the other eight districts throughout the state. They all have nice new buildings. So that was there when I started college in 94. So before then? I was uh, easily just... Yeah. L- just looking at the building yeah. and the shape that it's in. Yeah. Uh, Luke Nichols wants to know, why does it feel like Will Rogers is the only quarterback who doesn't want to run the ball? It gets kind of frustrating when the field looks open, but he's always looking for a receiver. That's what this offense is. It's not, it, I, I'll go and tell you right now, in a couple of years when Chris Parson gets here, y'all are going to get frustrated with him sometimes because he's going to try to look to keep plays going in the passing game. He'll, he'll run a little bit more, but again, I don't think he's going to be running 10, 15 times a game right now. Yeah, it's just the the whole thing is, can he be elusive in the pocket, extend plays and things like that? That's kind of that's that's kind of what that's all about. Right. Also from Luke, uh, what's your favorite type of coffee? I don't like coffee. I just I just sell it on the radio. So no coffee for you. No coffee for me. By design. By design. You you, you drink coffee? Uh, very rarely. Okay. Uh, and if if it's if it's like coffee, it's just like a coffee product that's basically 
you know, something that's that's heavily influenced with other things that's not coffee, like the albino squirrel gotcha. or something like that. Gotcha. If I go to if I go to, to Strange Brew, normally mm-hmm. I'm getting the white chocolate, hot chocolate, or hot chocolate. And then sometimes when I need like a pick me up or something, whenever it's cold, I'm getting the albino squirrel. I don't like drinking hot drinks when it's hot outside, but I love it when it's cold. Mm-hmm. That that's when I really visit Strange Brew, and I'll I'll go there a good bit to get something for my wife because she likes coffee. But I'm not getting a whole lot of coffee products until the chill gets in the air. No pumpkin spice for me, but. Gotcha. All right. Uh, Andy Lossick wants to know who's your favorite SNL actor and what was your favorite character the, that they played? So Dana Carvey sort of got me into doing impressions and I don't do, I'm not as great impressionist, but I can do some, as you know, and he's the one who did that. And the church lady, church is, lady. Well, isn't that special church lady? He was, uh, Garth. Yeah, he was Garth, Garth and Wayne. Yeah. Um, what else did he do? He did George Bush, which oh, he was George incredible, George Bush. George George Bush. American made, good for the economy. Yeah, he was so good. Um, yeah. Phil Hartman was one of my favorites. Phil Hartman's great. Rest in peace to him. Uh, my favorite of course, for him was the unfrozen caveman lawyer. Yes, I'm just a simple caveman. Cave- Your new rules frighten me. They frighten me. Yeah. yeah, I liked him. Um, Chris Farley, of course. Chris Farley is probably my number one. When he would interview those guys, like, remember yeah. that time when you guys oh, did Let It Be? Yeah. That was awesome. My favorite Chris Farley, though, is Matt Foley, motivational speaker. Yeah, Andy did that. With the gif in there, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, he, he's got a... That's not going to mount to jack squat! Another one of my favorites, whenever, like, he was dressed up as a woman with David Spade and Adam oh, yeah, Sandler, yeah. and it was Eating like... The fries. Cindy, why don't you leave the the fries for us? Lay off me, I'm starving. I'm starving. <laughs> I've been there. I've been there. Those those old SNLs. I mean, yeah. the new ones can't touch it. Adam Sandler as as Cajun Man or Opera Man. I'm in for those as well. Yep, that'll work. All right, uh, Ed Phillips uh, says, "Why is over everyone overreacting to a state team that is five and two? We lost to an LSU team at Death Valley where we hardly ever win." And a solid Kentucky team that had Rodriguez and Levis healthy on the road. A lot of people had those losses on, as scheduled. I think the main reason for people are reacting the way they are, and you tell me if you disagree, is that it would be one thing if State was losing those games like 45-42. But it's in year three of Mike Leach, an offensive head coach, a guy who's known for offense, and in both of those games, your offense crumbled. So yeah. you, if you were losing Again, games so just... the defense didn't get the job done, but the offense was fantastic, great. But you got to expect expect more from Leach's offense in year three. Yeah, it's just it's just what I said earlier. I mean, it's the way that it happened. It's not the fact that they lost; it's that they looked like they did in that game. Right, right. It's, it's yeah. In year three on the road, you scored ten offensive points and had two hundred twenty-five yards. With Mike Leach as your head coach, that's worth a uh, that's worth a little uh, overconfidence. Yeah. Uh, Brad Baxter is next. What meal or dish is it that people cook where they seem to be the most confident that theirs is the best in the world? I have a good idea for this one. Do you have one? Uh, I was gonna say it's just some kind of grilled meat, maybe. 
I was going to say fried chicken. Or like a, a, either fried chicken or like turkey. So like fried chicken, people are like, oh, my, my mom makes the best fried chicken. Yeah, I think I might be on. I'm, I think I might be on board with that. Yeah. Either either fried chicken or like the the Thanksgiving turkey. Like yeah. I, you know, we fry our turkey, and this is this is you'll yeah. never do it again if you do it my way. Right, right, right. Or yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Do you think Garrett Schrader and Syracuse have a chance to pull an upset at Clemson on Saturday? They have a chance. They have a chance. I mean, I, I like seeing him play well. But I like Garrett while he was here. I thought he was he was he was fun. Yeah, great kid, good leader. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, this, this is kind of a different animal, right? I mean, they're, they, they've won some big games this year. Some of them have been at home. I mean, that, God, they played four straight games at home. Yeah. Yeah. But look at Auburn. Auburn, uh, wasn't last week their first road trip? I'd have been. I think their, so. Their only road game right now is at UConn. I think it's, this is going to be a different animal. I mean, you're going to it's gonna be tough. Death Valley against a, a good Clemson team. That said, though, having Schrader, who played at Auburn, uh, played at uh, Texas A&M, Texas A&M. He's, he's had some experience in those kind of atmospheres, at least. So, Yeah, but it, it's going to take more than that. Oh, I agree. I agree. They probably aren't going to win, but to answer the question is, do they have a chance? Yes, they have a chance. So, is that it? I thought we had more. Okay, well, I guess that's it. All right. Tomorrow's show, we'll dive a little deeper into Mississippi State, Alabama, talking to Michael Casagrande from AL.com. Uh, he will join the show to uh, to give us a, a look at the Crimson Tide and uh, maybe some other stuff as well. So, oh, tomorrow, we got, I think we have a, there was a basketball commitment uh, today. So we'll, do, we'll talk a little hoops recruiting on tomorrow's show as well. All right, guys, hope you have a great day. And that comes from a place in my heart that is neither hateful nor visceral. For Robbie Falk. I'm Brian Hayden. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.